Before we get started with today's episode, a little warning. Guys, this is an R-rated podcast. Please don't listen with the kiddos present. We will probably definitely say something inappropriate for tiny ears. Hello, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Spell of the Highlander by Karen Marie Monning, whom we'll be referring to as KMM. It's the sixth book in her Highlander series, which can be read as standalone romances. But before we dive in, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and please rate and review us. Jessen and I would love to hear from you, so follow us on Twitter at SWReadRom and on our Instagram and Facebook pages, where we post updates on our upcoming episodes. Okay. All right, Jess. So before we get going, why don't you tell me what you've been up to this week? <laughs> well, I've already told you about this, but I thought that it would be a funny story to share with the listeners. <laughs> um, yesterday, a glitter bomb exploded in my car. <laughs> But it's a glitter bomb of my own making. Um, I'm tr- I was trying to wrap a present for my mom's birthday. I swung by Target, mm-hmm. got a bag and some tissue paper. And I was like, oh, pretty white tissue paper. It looks like iridescent, <laughs> shimmery yeah, things. Yeah, I've seen that. No, it wasn't. Because whenever I got in my car, and you know how you flick your wrist to get the tissue paper like nice and fluffy? Mm-hmm. Right. I did that, and it was glitter. Glitter <laughs> falling all over. All over my car. All over me. I still have glitter on my hands. This was yesterday. I tried to clean my car. My car is still glittery. So if anyone has any (laughs) tips on how to get glitter out of car, you know, shoot us a tweet or um, private message. Just seen her pictures. Just let us know. Pretty hilarious. (laughs) So that's that's what. But it gave me some inspiration for characters. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's what that's what Uh, I've been up to. Okay, so Kev and I started watching Daredevil this week. Finally, I've been waiting for this and. We're not very far in, um, two or three episodes, but one thing it made me think about is how much I love a good villain. Yes. Fisk Wilson Fisk. Is, okay. Well, first, it's <sighs> Vincent D'Onofrio plays mm-hmm. it like oh, yeah. to perfection. If Amazing. it was anybody else, I don't know if I would like Wilson Fisk as much. Mm-hmm. And he just does it so well. He has that empathy. I feel empathy for him. Well, yeah. He's a murderer. His backstory is yeah. horrible, but yeah. I mean. It's just like he's so in love with Vanessa and like he has like you can't empathize with him, Mm -hmm. but he's such a horrible person. (laughs) Right. I know. It's like now he's doing all of these things because he loves someone. Mm -hmm. He wants to protect her. But yeah, at the same time. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't wait until you finish this season because I want to talk all about it. It just hit home that I how much I really love a good, well-developed, complex villain. Oh, yeah. You know, a story is only as as good as its villain. Mm, definitely. All right, enough about us. Let's jump right into this Scottish Highland goodness and discuss Spell of the Highlander. This is a multiple POV book with a combination of tropes. It's an interesting mix of Celtic mythology and time-traveling Highlanders. Monning creates an interesting world in which the Fae and mortal realms clash. Expect to get an equal measure of steamy scenes and true character development from KMM. Well, I discovered this, the first two fever series before I even touched the Highlander series. I realized while waiting for the third book that she had a Highlander series. So, Mm -hmm. and I had no idea that it was connected. And honestly, 
The first two books in the Highlander series aren't connected, but mm-hmm. the rest are. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessary to read the Highlander books before the Fever series, but it definitely adds depth to the world, especially in the later books. Oh, whenever yeah. we meet the Kelters. Oh, yeah. The Dark Fever series is one of my all-time favorites, as mm-hmm. you well know. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we speak of the series, we're focusing on the first five books. Yeah, just the first five are, right. you know. Yeah, as the true dark fever books. They're, they're my head canon. <laughs> yeah, <know>? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, KMM has a sort of a spinoff, but the core five are the best, in my opinion. Um, in this particular book, we can see the beginnings of the template for Jericho Barons and Kian. Yes, um, definitely shades of Jericho Barons. Shades of Barons. It was like Barons uh, 1.0 was Kian, mm-hmm. and then she was like, all right, yeah. let's really do it. It's really Barons. cool because Barons you can is see one it. of my all time favorite um, heroes. Mm-hmm. He's so complex. You never get his POV, which is probably why I love him so much, is mm-hmm. because he's such a mystery. But she's definitely modeling Barons on Kian, and I love it. Love mm-hmm. it. Love Me it. Love too. it. Cam M has written some of the best male leads. I just love the way she creates and she has no, it's like no shame. They're manly men. You oh, know yeah. I mean? Men with a capital M. That's yes. what she likes to say. <laughs> and they're, they're alpha. She, she was, she's writing this book whenever, you know, having alphas as your male mm-hmm. lead was the thing to have. And she right. pretty much created the like ideal alpha right. to me. In without, my opinion. without going alpha holish. Right. Exactly. She treads a fine line. She definitely gives them real redeeming mm-hmm. qualities and they don't steer too far in like why is she even attracted to him you know what i'm right. saying like i don't ever feel i'm not ever questioning the heroine's um attraction why did she fall for them yes i'm like okay lust yes but why would you actually fall in love with them i don't feel that with right. any of um kmm's heroes because they're, they're super dominant but they're yes. also caring yes they're you know? like the protectiveness and mm-hmm. they all of all of her heroes, they're very big on like family mm-hmm. and um, or people who they consider their family, mm-hmm. and so I really enjoy that. Before we explore our um, MCs, a little background on previous McKelters and also Adam Black and um, Avil. So in previous books, we see some McKelters, and two in particular, Dagus and Dresden. We will see in this book. Mm-hmm. They are also time-traveling Highlanders <laughs> from the 16th century. They have their own awesome stories. You should definitely go read them. And then Adam Black gets mentioned, and he was a fae, with a capital F, not a fairy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And he had powers, and he also has a book, and he gets mentioned as mm-hmm. well. And then Avil is the queen of the Seely court, which is the light court. There's Seely, Kind of like the good guys and then the unseely, mm-hmm, right. which is like the darker magic and stuff right. like that. Black so magic. just just to give you a little a little background on that kind of stuff. And then, um, yeah, so let's just jump right into our main, main characters that we have. Yeah, we have. Okay, so our heroine is Jessica or Jessie St. James. Um, she's called J- Jessie most of yeah, the I'd, book. I'd switch between both. Yeah. <laughs> she is pursuing her PhD in archaeology. And we see her in the beginning where she just has no time for relationships. And I like how she is, like, staring longingly out um, her fire escape at the, like, club across the street where a couple's, right. like, getting it on. Like, groping in public. I know. And he, she's like, oh, my God, he's, wait, now he's, what is he doing? Where is he? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Where is his hand going? I know. <laughs> 
And she also uh, has, she's a little skeptical of relationships too, because her mother uh, has a lot of like short-term relationships. Yeah, she says her mom treats marriage like a short-term contract. Right. She pretty much is with somebody, then gets tired of them, divorces mm-hmm. them, and that's not what she wants. Yeah, so she sort of just like stayed away. F- right. She's like, I'll worry about it later. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on one thing at a time. Right. We also have Kian, <laughs> our hero, who oh, is Kian. an ancestor of the Kelter clan, who has been trapped in an ancient mirror for 1,100 years. Long time. <laughs> he is from the 9th <laughs> century and behaves like that. Yes, he but definitely does. <laughs> it's awesome. But his name and history has been removed from Kelter records, and so nobody knows why. Yeah, nobody, like, they think they he may be a myth. Dresden. Mm-hmm. Yes, they think that Kian is a myth. They don't find mm-hmm. any records and, of Kian. It's right. just this this Kelter um, ancestor that nobody ever talks about. And nobody right. knows why. But we will find out why. We will find <laughs> that out. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. This is the going into the spoiler section. If you have not read this book, Spell of the Highlander, and you do not want to be spoiled for anything <laughs> that happens in the book, go read the book and then come back to us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we will be discussing everything we will not be holding back so this is your last warning this is a spoiler section all right now that we're in the spoiler section (laughs) we're gonna do things a little bit differently now and we're gonna do this showdown first so so juliet what is your favorite scene (laughs) out of the whole book i know it's hard but you must it is so hard i debated so many times (laughs) Okay, so I went back and forth um, Mm -hmm. because there were so many that I loved. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But I had to focus. I wonder if we're going to have the same one, but go. I know. Well, I don't know if we are because. But if not, I have a backup. It's fine. Okay, so can my favorite. Let me ask you this. We never discussed this. Can Mm -hmm. my showdown be favorite be not between necessarily the hero and heroine? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. It might be the same. Keep going. (laughs) I'm telling you. Okay, go. No, now I'm not going to favorite scene is when Kian meets his <laughs> his ancestor uh, bitch de- de- she <laughs> stole it guys damn it in that whatever shop they're at yes. I don't know like uh, outdoor meets, shop whether I meant um Kian meets Degas that Degas. oh god so good it Fuck. this meeting of mm-hmm. the okay so we can both discuss it <laughs> no one yeah. will win the showdown because we just picked the same scene <laughs> Um, it is so freaking hilarious. I think what makes it even more hilarious is because they are so alike and they don't see it. They don't they see it at all. They think each other's like the most arrogant person. Like, I don't like you. And, and, and like, who who are you? Yeah, who are you? Like, obviously, this guy thinks a lot of himself. Yeah. And I'm like. Look how arrogant he is. Yes. And they're the same person. It's <laughs> they're so exactly great. the same. Yeah. Jesse's Jesse... like trying to interrupt the whole time while yeah. they're going back and forth. Like, and then once they figure out their last name is both Kelter, mm-hmm. like they're from Clay and Kelter. Mm-hmm. She's like, I. I've been trying to tell you, you guys look alike. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> She's it like ping ponging between them going, yes. what? wait, what? Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. It's so perfect. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yeah, it's scene the best scene. So obviously it is the best scene in the book. And that's it. <laughs> Showdown. We both won. High we five. Both won. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, yes. That's hilarious. So, so that's the first time that happened. Yeah, that was the first time that that happened. So I guess we'll just <laughs> jump right into the book now that there's no competition. Exactly. Um, so let's jump right into it. The, the we have two prologues in here, and we get yeah. a little background on um, Avil. And this is actually this book comes right after Degas's book, and we get 
pretty much the tail end of Degas's book. So Abiel just used a ton of her high ceiling queen court powers to destroy an ancient sect of druids, which you can see in Dark Highlander. And it causes a blackout and shatters wards around the UK and all, all the little um, countries around mm-hmm. it too, like Scotland, Wales. Um, this is the first mention that we get of the Dark Hollows, which mm-hmm. play an important role in the Dark Fever series. We later get a mention of the Dark Book, which is the <laughs> the thing yes. that we focus on in the Fever series. Exactly. So keep your eyes peeled out for that if you have not read the Dark Fever series yet, or if you've never read the Highlander series and this is and you've already read the Fever series, you'll get a couple hints here. Um, the overall impression of Kean McKelter, he mm-hmm. like enjoys life and he's like a risk taker and he's power hungry because mm-hmm. we get that little taste of like him in the mirror and the wards mm-hmm. fall mm-hmm. and you can you can already get that dark impression of him like that oh, yeah. he has this presence that no other has and then um yeah that's the second prologue that was whenever the wards fell so yeah. good little introduction it sets was. the tone very well Right. So, um, so we learn in the very beginning, uh, the dark unseely hallows were stolen from Lucan Trevain during the blackout. Okay. They were stolen from him. Yeah. So, because the wards were down. And so a thief, there was a thief. Just so Mm -hmm. it was like, well, there's a word that, um, KMM includes like right at the beginning before the, um, prologue. Oh, God. What is that word? It's not serendipity, but it's something very close. Well, she says, she says, it feels like synchronicity or something that begins with an it. S. Yes. And, but I was thinking serendipity. Well, it's because, Avil, you get a little taste in the prologue that she she's maybe it's faded stuffing stuff in motion she mm-hmm. says she's tugging a string here you know mm-hmm. pulling this there so it's really obviously cool. it's like they're starting yes the they're starting just the so happens to be creeping around trevain's uh mansion while the blackout goes and he is he happens to steal he happens to steal <laughs> some very important dark objects mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. in the dark mirror or the dark glass is the dark one glass of them. Is that called, gets, right? Yeah, and so that's what Kean's in, and that gets sold in the black market. Yeah, it gets sold in the black market, and we know we also learned that the tithe is due on Samhain, which yeah, is like which twenty-two days. Yeah, Halloween, which is like that's the Celtic Halloween, mm-hmm. um, the original <laughs> Halloween, right? Um, uh, which is like twenty-two days away. Right. right. It's due soon. Right. So. It's due soon. And the tithe has to be paid or, you know, like the spell will be broken. And well, we'll talk more about that later. Right. Right. <laughs> um, we'll learn about the purpose of the, right. the dark glass later. Um, so uh, Jesse St. James, her <laughs> and here's another fate, faded thing. Her um, the professor that she works for, Professor Keene, who she's assistant to, is in like a car accident and is in the hospital. And just so happens to be that night, he needed <laughs> he needs someone to sign for a very special package that's being delivered. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's midnight. Yeah, it's and he's midnight. Like, go. Can you to go to my office? The office. It's a personal package <laughs> and you must sign for it. <laughs> Yeah, and so she's like, God, okay, so she hauls herself, you know, out of her apartment over to the university and um, signs for this package. So the mirror, it's a huge mirror. They say it's over six feet tall. Um, and just as she's about to leak, because she un- unpackaged, you know, it has to be, package. it's like they have to inspect it before they Right, they have to, to verify leave. it yes. or something, mm-hmm. you know, for the company that's delivering it. So they have to unwrap it. And it's this huge mirror. And just as she's about to leave, she thinks she sees something move in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And she stares at it for a minute. She's like, you know, it must be my imagination. Right. And then, um, and then leaves. So 
Days later, as she's grading papers in the professor's office, a hitman comes <laughs> to get the mirror for Trevane. Yes. Um, and this was a really cool, creepy scene, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like, really she leaves the door scene. open. Like, I already knew. Like, they mentioned that the door yeah, was, the door was already- left open. I'm like, someone's coming. <laughs> yeah. Someone's in there. I'm like, please pay attention. And he he's just super creepy. Right. And you have to remember, too, Jesse's just, she's, you know, um, She's a student. This mm-hmm. is she isn't living in a world of mysteries and dark hollows and no, she doesn't she understand there's any danger. Of this. And so at she's all. not really suspecting this guy. But right. um he soon makes his intentions clear. Like he is he's pulling out weapons and oh, yeah. she's like, yeah. Okay, this is life or death. <laughs> what do I do? Right. Um and so at this moment when she realizes that she is about to be she's about to die or be in serious, serious danger, mm-hmm. Kian appears in the mirror. And, um, well, first she threatens to break the mirror. Oh, that's right. Because that's she's right. a smart cookie. She's like, oh, she he realizes wants this how mirror, mirror, so is. we're going to use this as leverage. Mm-hmm. And I love whenever authors make their hero- heroine resourceful. And mm-hmm. she was. She was fending for herself before King got in the picture. Right. Like, she was doing well. Right. Because she, she realized, she saw he had weapons that she could not, you know, she's like, I... She's looking around. There's, like, nothing sharp even yeah, in the... Yeah, she grabbed the <laughs> lamp closest to her and turned mm-hmm. it over to the base and was like, I will use this to break this mirror. Right. And, of course, it stops him in his tracks. So, smart girl. I know. I that was awesome. Girl. And then Kian appears uh, in all his Highland glory. <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, giant Kian McKelder mm-hmm. appears in the mirror. Um, and he basically is like, you know, woman, if you want to live, say the words to release me. You know, right. and she's like, this is crazy or whatever. Um and, but she does. She ends up saying the words and she feels him, you know, behind her. Um, <laughs> but she <laughs> thinks scene. like it's all a dream. Yeah. Um, she, she's she like, this I is like, this I is going to be a fantasy. This. Yeah. She's like, this is my fantasy man. <laughs> I know. This giant, He's not beautiful, real. bronzed, kilt wearing mm-hmm. um, dude who's got these long black locks with the braids and everything. Yes. And, um, so she's like, yeah, this is this is some kind of dream or something. So, so let me take advantage of this dream. <laughs> so she decides to, uh, as they say, she molded herself like saran wrap to his muscular, deliciously tight ass and licked him. It was great. <laughs> Whenever she did that, I'm like, yes. <laughs> she just I mean, licked him on his back. If I was in a dream, would I hold back? No. I mm-hmm. would do the same thing, except guess what? This is a real dude. And she, <laughs> I love his response. He's like, um, don't keep doing that. Like, I can't, I got to deal with this threat right now. <laughs> and so basically they, um, can chases the guy out the door because right. Yeah. The assassin's like, off. holy shit crap. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he runs and then, so Jesse's like, that was a dream. And mm-hmm. she falls asleep on the couch. Cause she is sleep deprived. She's right. She's been upgrading breathe. papers. Yeah. She's literally gets no sp- sleep so it's believable and um yeah so we get a little background on kian's life in the mirror he's mm-hmm. been in there for um 1100 years and inside it's small it's like a small gray stone box mm-hmm. like nothing it's cold and there's i mean just nothing in there could you imagine being in there for so long it's ridiculous <laughs> and he wants to take revenge on lucan for putting putting him in there mm-hmm and he's one of the only Kelters in history who used dark sorcery because Kelters are traditionally druids. And so they use their powers for good. Mm-hmm. And whenever you start using dark sor- sorcery, it's for selfish reasons and it kind of corrupts you. Um, a couple things to note about the mirror. Kian can summon close objects into the mirror with him. This comes in handy that later. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. And... um. 
He has kept up with the times in case he's had the opportunity to, to escape. Like, he hears Lucan talking mm-hmm. about modern things. Um, he can summon some books that are close to yeah, him. Yeah, he says he's, he's he kept re- in, like, the libraries. Right. So he's read a lot papers. of stuff, which helps which helps the story along because we have to explain a lot of stuff to him. It wouldn't work as well. So he he's knowledgeable about some stuff. Good job, K-Man. Um, <laughs> another important thing to note about the powers of the mirror is if he's summoned out of the mirror, he will eventually be forced back in after an unspecified amount of time. We never mm-hmm. know. He could be let out for couple hours he could be let out for 15 minutes Mm -hmm. you just it's unpredictable whenever how long he'll be able to stay out the mirror right so jesse the next morning she thinks it's a dream and she hears (laughs) that a man was found murdered on campus and then later on we skip a little uh little bit ahead she finds out that professor keen was murdered like she finds out from her colleague right and um she's like holy shit i guess that wasn't a dream right <laughs> i and so um jesse runs back into the professor's office and keen's like i've been waiting for you to come back like what are you doing <laughs> and this is whenever she first gets like the real glimpse of him and mm-hmm. this is where we see true inspiration for jericho barons mm-hmm. he's huge he has these crimson and um black tattoos all over him he has metallic wrist cuffs and jesse likes what she sees but she's mm-hmm. very wary because she's like okay well this guy definitely murdered the one who was found on campus i know he's protecting me but so yeah and i love the reason behind those tattoos it's all very cool right it is very very cool but um she's very leery about him so mm-hmm. <laughs> rightfully so mm-hmm and so kian um he wants her to summon him out again but she's like no she's like i like that i like that she refuses and like she's like um uh not so fast yeah and he's like fine but stop looking at me like you wish to use your tongue on me again you know and on more than my back i love that part yes he just totally calls her out she's like Like, oh my god i can see you checking me out so if you're not gonna let me out stop looking at me like that right I love his boldness. It mm-hmm. reminds me, I guess, of what I would think a ninth century Highlander yeah, he has warrior no filter would be. And why would he need one? You right. know, they're kings of the world in yeah. his time. So yeah, he was a king, a druid, a magical. Like you don't, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, you know, he tells her, you know, that more men are going to be coming after the mirror, and the only way he can protect her is if you know she. You know, summons him out. Summons him out. Plan right, and so, um, but what's really cool is that she takes time to think it over, and I yeah, do. She doesn't just automatically agree. Yes, I like that very much. That KMM creates good heroines that are not, you know, as we often say, too stupid to live. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she actually is like, oh, okay, you know, come on no, out. She you has know? a she has a brain. Like I hate right. it whenever um your heroine's described as the smart person like jesse's going for a phd right and it really reflects in here because she's she's nobody's she's yes idiot. woman she exactly. thinks over she makes lists and she mm-hmm. yeah she right. questions everything and so she decides she's like well maybe if i can just like return the mirror yeah you know and so she calls the company back and is like you know i they delivered this thing and she doesn't have a uh, the slip or the order or whatever she's like they delivered this thing and and the uh, lady on the other end is like, you know, those two guys you're describing were murdered over the weekend. <laughs> She's like, oh, shit. shit. <laughs> um, so she goes back to Kian and she's right. like, okay. Right. So now she goes back to Kian and she's, you know, asks him questions before she lets him out, um, which is a really, really good technique by KMM um, where we get information about him 
mm-hmm. everything it, without it feeling like info info dump. You right. Know? It's not like the author pauses the storyline and is like, oh, well, let me These tell you a little bit about aspects. everything. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you all about the paranormal aspects that I've written into my world. Mm-hmm. No, she has Jesse ask those questions and it feels organic right. and we get some witty banner in between. So yes. it does not feel like an info yes. dump. And I really appreciate that. It just keeps the pace going. Yes. And I it love was it. awesome. This is also when, so she does summon him out and mm-hmm. <laughs> This is where we first realize that Kian has the power of voice, which is also yeah. something Barons has. Yeah, this is the beginning of like <sighs> true utilization of voice. Yeah, and so Jesse is looking at this guy. He oozes <laughs> arrogance and self confidence, and I just like we said, props to KMM for striking a good balance between. Um, mm-hmm. Alpha and not alpha whole. <laughs> right. It's it's, <laughs> but, it's difficult to do. She did it, it is, well. <laughs> it is. It is. So um, a way that she describes Kian is he gave a regal full he- uh, full of himself toss of his head as he fully <laughs> exited the mirror. He had a presence, that elusive quality that made some people lodestones, drawing others, even against their will. And he knew it. Like, he, he knows <laughs> yes. what he exudes. Yes. Okay, so a little popular saying that's going around now is BDE, which is big dick energy. And Kian has it. <laughs> Kian has BDE. Like, yes. whoa. He, he definitely does. He's, he's like, it's just wafting off So that's the him. opposite of small man syndrome. Right, exactly. <laughs> he has BDE. He knows it. He like right. walks like Knows him. it and yeah. Right, exactly. All okay, good. well, he uses voice on Jesse. <laughs> he tells her to bring her sweet ass over there and kiss him. And she's <laughs> like, no, why? Yeah. <laughs> And he tries again. And he's like, he tells her to remove her shirt and show him his breast, her breast. And she's like, are you, are you an idiot she says you can go fuck yourself you great big domineering neanderthal wake up call we're not in the stone age anymore he doesn't understand because he's like voice why why isn't it working on her he thinks that um it's just not working like he Mm -hmm. lost it after centuries and not using it but really we do find out later she was in an accident and she has a metal plate in her head so this is the perfect scenario it would not this story would not have worked if she was susceptible to voice because Mm -hmm. since he's that arrogant person used to getting whatever he wants he wants to make a plan he wants to Mm -hmm. get revenge and he has no time to listen to this person this Mm -hmm. pawn and he just needs them to cooperate so he of course, he's going to use voice on her without mm-hmm. thinking through, you know, exactly. thinking as of her as a human. But this, <laughs> her um, resistance to voice, it forces him to look right. at her and them to actually talk. So perfect scenario. Mm-hmm. She creates it so well. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. And so he throws, he just throws Jesse over his shoulder and grabs the mirror with his free <laughs> and arm. he really is a caveman. Right. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> and he takes him to Jesse's car to find a place to stay so that they can get to safety because other people will be coming after him. And I just want to point out that he's carrying a woman over his shoulder plus an over six yes! feet tall mirror. <laughs> Under the other ancient, arm. Ancient, like bronze, heavy as yes. shit. So anyway. And like running. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Jessica notes it, too. She's like, whoa. <laughs> like, my God. She's well, like she, no frail little girl, you know. Yeah, no. She's a woman. <laughs> yeah, she's very curvy. They, that's another thing. KMM does tend to write like curvier women just all the time. So. Thank you, KMM. Yay. Okay, so so now they're on the run, okay? And I love – she takes them to, like, some Sheratons. The only thing she could think of mm-hmm. is, like, a place they used to go for some sort of conferences and yeah. stuff for the university. So she takes them to there. And, of course <laughs> – when they check in, she uses her credit card. No. no. 101. <laughs> Do not God. use your credit card. It's traceable. 
whatever. I know. The first thing I was like, oh, my God, don't use your credit card. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) But I like how it plays out. So I can't be too mad. I know. That's true. That's good. Um, We do learn about uh, the Kelter legend that they all have one true mate. (laughs) And saying the vows binds their souls together. I want to say that this is one of the most beautiful it is phrases sayings and okay. we get introduced to it in Dresden and also Degas's novel so I've heard it before but we just have to tell it to you because okay. it's beautiful yeah you've got to hear it so here's the here's the vows if aught must be lost twill be my honor f- for yours if one must be forsaken twill be my soul for yours should death come anon twill be my life for yours I am given and if um, one person says it to the other then they're bound together mm-hmm. but for both of them to be bound together like um to be reborn or to they find each, each have other to say show, they each have to say it mm-hmm. so if just one says it they will be the only one bound to the other person for eternity yeah so that's important super and beautiful later. um and so he we get kian's pov here and we learn that jesse is the kind of woman he's been looking for um, but now he feels like he doesn't deserve it. And we don't get all the reasons why at this mm-hmm. point. We know he's dealt in dark magics. We know he's, you know, let his family down. Yeah. You know, those kinds of things. So he's done some questionable things. He's done some past. questionable things. And now he realize he's, it's sort of like I finally found her and I can't have her. Yeah. You know? Um, and he's focused on revenge too, which he has no time to. You oh, know. yes. And, um, and so then we switch back to <laughs> her point of view when he's mm-hmm. in the shower, which I love. Because he's so impressed. He's like, a modern garderobe. I love this. Like, yes, let me hop in the shower. <laughs> a modern garderobe is I so love it. funny. It's Perfect. hilarious. And so he he's takes his... not shy. No, So he's not stripping in front of her. Mm. And she's too caught off guard to move. <laughs> she, so she just watches. Yes. And ogles a while. Mm. Um, and this is where we... I like this <laughs> when Jesse's sort of perusing him. Mm-hmm. She's thinking about what kind of man he is, and Comparing this makes me him. realize that KMM really does this because all of her Highlander men are like this. Barons is like this. Ryden is like this. Mm-hmm. All of her guys. Oh, Ryden! I wish she didn't end up. <laughs> I like know. He know. Did, okay, whatever. we're not going to know. Okay, so but I do want to share this like one quote, um, you know, in this area where she's talking about this. What if it wasn't in keeping with the current feminist movement that seemed to prefer emasculated men? She liked manliness in men, liked them a little rough around the edges, a little untamed. And so I just love that idea of he is a man's man. He is dominant. He knows what he wants. He is an alpha. But at the same time, like all the things that he does – are geared towards protectiveness. protectiveness. But and it's not in the protective way that he thinks that she's helpless. On the right. contrary, he thinks she's very resourceful. Right. And he's very impressed with her. But the reason beyond, like, why would you need to feel protectiveness is because you care about other people. Right. You know, it's not, he's not uncaring. He's not, um, he's not super selfish to the point where he's an asshole. Right. <laughs> and know? it's not, and it's not even like, even the possessiveness isn't like, you're my property, you know, let me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. no. Okay, even though he does toss her over his shoulder, but that's for safety. He's like, got to get us to safety. <laughs> you he know? has reasons. Right. He does not want to fall back in right. to Trevane's hands. Because... But everything's about trying to keep her safe because right. he knows she's in serious danger. Mm-hmm. And um, and I really like that. And so they have like a, a quick conversation too afterwards where. I love their banter. It's so I know. great. She's like, what's your plan anyway? He's like, to bed you? Jesse, no, I mean, your plan that might actually work. Ah, that plan. 
<laughs> he's always teasing her. I know. He's always I teasing her about it. Humor. He's like, we're, we're going to happen. We're a sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Just prepare yourself. So anyway, they're conversing about that. And they're just some sort of pull that she has toward him mm-hmm. and they do end up getting a little hot and heavy but of course sexy time is interrupted by the mirror <laughs> sucking him back in <laughs> like in I the know. middle of it and she's middle. like hopping to try to get back in her jeans and he's like oh you're killing me yeah, like her butt's bouncing, <laughs> yeah, her butt's bouncing and he's like trying enjoying to get back the view in. it's great i love it it's so beautiful <laughs> so room service arrives and kian has this feeling he just knows something's mm-hmm. off. And so without thinking twice about it, he sends a dagger through the mirror to kill the woman who's bringing in the the room service. Mm-hmm. And she's actually – she was hired by Lucan. And she had a syringe, interestingly enough. And it was to take Jesse and use her against Kian. Mm-hmm. So Jessica's in shock. She is – she even yells and like she has screaming. to make an excuse to say that, oh, it was a spider because other people heard her. Yeah, somebody comes like, It was a good interaction. I love it. And But she's in shock and he's trying to talk her through it and he's instructing her to cover the body, to go take a shower, and then he – um keep trying the chant and let me mm-hmm. out and I'll take care of this. And it doesn't work. So he passes the time by telling her about himself and yes. his life, his mother and his sisters to try to keep her mind from thinking about the dead body in the room. Like she's not used to this. He's used right. to seeing death. And I all love that. this. He uses like, he has sort of a gift of storytelling mm-hmm. and he seems yes, to he know does it and he, often. And he's thinking, he's like, I need to, I need to ease her mind, mm-hmm. you know? So, and it's very telling that the first thing that he starts talking about is his mother and sisters. Right. He's a family man, guys. I he know. is a family man. And if that's not your jam, then I don't know what is because <laughs> it's beautiful. Magic. Yeah. Some mistakes. Yeah. Yes. Come on, gotta yes. forgive him. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, whenever he is summoned out, they leave, and mm-hmm. Jesse tells Kian, like, "Hey, you do that little thing where you tell people to do stuff and they listen. Can you have them wipe my name from the computer because there's like blood <laughs> in the <laughs> hotel room? So I don't want to be connected to this." And that's whenever she figures out, oh. It's the credit card. I'm such a dick. Yeah. Like, why would I not? She's like, I thought that, that was all just like. Yeah, she's like, I knew it in the movies, but really, it happens. Oh, oh. guess we got to be. And <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't blame you. Whatever. We're yeah. just gonna get out and go. So his plan is to get her to the Highlander, mm-hmm. the Highlands, because that's what he's familiar with, and he wants to her to hide in the wilderness until the time's up. They have like about like twenty or so days left. Or 26, somewhere around that. Mm -hmm. So that's what his plan is. Get her on a plane and let's go to the Highlands and get in my territory. That way I know where things are. We don't have to deal with all this technology. Yeah, we can go up into the Highlands. It's my, I'll be in my my turf. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I love that too. Um, So when we get there, I thought it was so funny. So he disappears like in in the plane back into Mm -hmm. the mirror. Um, and, and the mirror is packed up. Yeah, the mirror is packed up. And so, of course, the mirror does not come out with the luggage. She's mm-hmm. got to go to some special office. Just she, like the claims right. office. And you also have to remember that Kian is using voice to, to get them everywhere because yes. they don't have the money. They don't have the money and they don't want to use the credit cards because that's the only way they could pay for, you know, airline tickets and stuff. And then that right. would be a track. So he voices everything. He tells them. You know, voices, you know, to get the mirror packaged, everything. So, of course, when she goes, she doesn't have a claim ticket. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I love there's like this (laughs) saucy woman behind the counter who's like, you just think you can get away with everything because of your Mm -hmm. looks. If you don't have a claim ticket, you can't get, you know, get the mirror. Jessica's response. I know. It's perfect. It's so funny. It's her 
over the head with a bag and jumps the counter. I'm she like, jumps the counter. That's my kind of woman. I know. A woman of action. She's like, I'm getting behind you no yeah. matter what. Yeah. And she does. It's great. It's perfect. I love it. It was. It's awesome. She runs. So she knocks her out and runs off into the warehouse. Um, and then it, we switch back to Ken. And I that that moment kind of struck me because he's dreaming. He's dreaming of her dead, of her with blood on her, of her, mm-hmm. you know, just like, you know, her eyes glazed over in death and all this stuff. It's like really creepy. And then he, you know, sort of comes out of it. And he knows he's stuck back in the mirror and he's... Yes. And he can't do anything to protect yes, her. And all he he's thinking of is out. Lucan can get to her mm-hmm. and I'm not there. And I promised her I'd protect her and I'm, I'm not there. And so, again, we see some of his vulnerability, which I liked. Yes. You know, so we really get a f- sense of him as not just this, you know, <laughs> giant Neanderthal. But... At this point, we, we know that he actually cares about her. Yes. And yes. she's not just a convenient person to... Um, perform the summoning chants and get him to where he needs to be he's actually caring about her and so whenever she does chant and he gets out he like punches his way out the crate oh it's awesome and so they they're just like so (laughs) pat he's just so relieved like you're alive i dreamt this it's like all very on the surface so they just like start having some more lovely sexy times (gasps) this scene was super funny though because she's wearing lucky jeans and whenever (laughs) he unbuttons them it says lucky you yes yes, and he was like so that's why they call him lucky jeans I'm like, gosh, yes, I love it. It was cute. <laughs> so of course, I know I love that part too. They're like getting it on, and then they hear like the crazy lady and all of them coming. But mm-hmm. of course, they get away. So, so his plan is to because now he's re- he's relaying time. They don't know how much time he has outside the mirror, so mm-hmm. they've got to move fast. Yeah. So he's like in ultra like mode. Like we've got to move, you know. And he plans to hide out in the caves. Um, he knew he knew as a child because he knows that territory again and he knows he can um if he's in a place where he's feels safe and knows the environment he can mm-hmm. control things better yeah and protect her better um so they do have like a conversation explaining yeah, they go straight divorce. to the highlands like right yeah right they go straight away. to the highlands and it's like, at night and yeah it's at night just talking right so because he's kind of like she props up the mirror and sits by the fire and sits in, and talks to him yeah so they and can so rest. she talks a little bit about you know what about divorce, about her mother, mm-hmm. and she's opening up more. Um, and Kian, he he can't even believe this. He's like, "What do you mean? Like, w- there's you know, one man, one woman. You stay, you stay yeah. beside her. You never leave her. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah. couldn't understand. He's like, well, did she love these men? Like, yeah, and she's like, I don't think that she did. <laughs> yeah, and so he, that's the, that idea of divorce just was not even a concept, which I thought was really good of Karen Marie Monning because. That that's true in the ninth century, right? It's you know, a very I mean, relatable. It's a you know, very you, relatable. You choose a spouse, and till death do you part. You know, mm-hmm. and so I thought that was really cool too. Uh, and she says, I remember Jesse said, she's like, I wonder if sometimes people even know what love is anymore. It's like spouses are commodities nowadays, disposable, constantly getting tossed back. Everyone's trying to trade up, like there is a trading up in love. I absolutely <laughs> adore that quote because Mm -hmm. i mean that's how i feel and i know that there are some absolutely legitimate reasons for divorce but in our day and age i feel like divorce is like the go-to answer if stuff's not Mm -hmm. working out yeah and it's just like oh that's fine i can get a divorce and i'm just like guys does nobody want to work on stuff anymore like i feel like and especially in this technological age Mm -hmm. where everybody's on their phones and they don't talk and communicate and that's funny we're like so connected and disconnected at the same time right so i feel like it just spoke to me because i'm like Mm -hmm. yes you should try to work on things you don't just call it quits without ever trying yeah um unless you're in a really bad situation then i totally get divorce (laughs) like i'm (laughs) not funny i'm not against divorce i'm just saying that i know 
Yeah. I a lot of people friends. get divorces because they're just like, meh. Yeah. This one's not fun anymore. So right. let's go so let's move try on to another the next one. one. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm. They're definitely, yeah. Cause I have good friends who are divorced and very legitimate reasons. And I, you know, was like cheering them on, you know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I totally get what you're saying. Cause I, I agree with that. You know, I remember it's funny cause I was having a conversation with Kevin one time talking to my oldest about marriage and everything. I said, marriage is work. And Kevin looks at me he's like, what? Like it's work. <laughs> Not like bad work, Kevin. I was like, babe, come on. I Not was like, like yes. bad work. We have an but awesome relationship, just, but yes, yeah. you can't just give up and, you know, so it was really, it was, it was a cool, Cameron Monning brings in these like very, you know, r- relatable hot topics in her paranormal worlds. I think it's really cool how she does it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So the next morning um, they need supplies. All right. And so they've got to hurry. So they go because he comes back out of the mirror. And again, he it was a short amount of time he was last time. So they're kind of he's again nervous about right. They're when he's going to be zapped quickly, back out. Try to get to this outdoors yeah. um, store quickly and get right. This camping so they got supplies. all their camping equipment. This is the scene, guys. This is our favorite scene. <laughs> so, um, Okay, so uh, Jesse, he leaves Jesse. The car's like, stay here. And then yeah, he runs move. off. And he's just trying to get, collect everything as quickly as possible. Yeah, and she's and a little she's like... Voicing the, the, the little the guy. sales guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, to get everything they need. And so... Uh, he looks back at the counter yeah, and Jesse's she's like, not you know, there. I need a bra. So she like, goes off. She's like, she's like, I need mm-hmm. some clothes. So she so wanders she moves, off. And he looks and he sees this big dude yeah, standing l- where she was. Yeah, large man standing where she was. His initial reaction is he's done something to her. <laughs> yeah, he's done something to my woman. Yeah. You know, <laughs> where's it. my woman? Um, <laughs> it says the man reeked of arrogance. Kian didn't like him. <laughs> It's so funny. He's like, okay, you're looking okay, at yourself. Okay, so now we have double the BDE. We have Degas's BDE, and we also have Kian's BDE. Yes. Whoa. It's a lot of testosterone, guys. Oh, my God. Lots. It's so funny. Oh, God. It's hilarious. So, um, yeah, so Jesse immediately sees a resemblance when she comes back and because he's like, what did you do with my woman? He's like, I didn't do anything with your woman. You mm-hmm. know, and then they're, like, going back and forth. Um <laughs> And then Kian says, you know, because they're having this back and forth conversation. Yeah, I love his lines during this, yes, this insulting so conversation. Kian is so they're insulting. insulting each other. It's great. Like, he said, his- thinking implies sentience. I see little of that in you. you know? <laughs> it's perfect. I fucking love it. <laughs> love it. Uh, so Degas wants to talk to Kian. And, yeah, once um, they recognize that they're... When he realizes, because Degas, is a, he's been... he's been in this century a while mm-hmm. he's actually from what are these from the 16th he's from the 16th yeah, century, 16th century and they recently found like a hidden library where right. they found out that kian their ancestor was a real person was a real person but there's there's not really that much known about him right and so right. and so all of a sudden he, he recognizes his name and he's like holy shit so yeah. our ninth century ancestor is here too this is weird Gotta right it, it feels more. very much like fate is mm-hmm. like rolling them mm-hmm. all together but Kian doesn't want he's like i don't want to talk to you i, know, I got he's things like, um, to do and he just leaves <laughs> yeah he's like i don't care i've got to go and mm-hmm. he just like walks off yeah so Degas realizes, okay, he spots the dark mirror in their yes, SUV. He sees the salesperson um, loading up their SUV and he right. knows what the dark mirror is. Yes, he definitely knows what that is. And he's like, look, that's dark magic. And he even, I love that moment where he's like, he felt compelled to re- go to the mirror, but mm-hmm. at the same time, he, he felt the evil chill that it gave him. Right. It was like, it was like, it reminded me a little bit of like, you know, Lord of the Rings, Gollum in the Ring. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, you have to have it, my precious. But yes. at the same time, 
it's evil. You yeah, know? the and dark could, hollows have very, uh, very alluring, enticing qualities yes. in them where they want people to possess them. They want to get in dark the hands allure. of other people who will use them to their advantage. So, um, but so Degas is not a stranger to dark <laughs> magic. He, in his book, he resisted some. And so yes. he knows, all right, we got to figure out what he, why he has this. So he decides to steal the SUV. Yeah, because I'm going to take the that's SUV. That's the logical step to yeah. get Key in. He, he is thoughtful. He he tells the sales guy and yeah. he voices him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, make sure he knows make sure he where takes, to find me. Yeah, at where Castle to find me. Kelter. Here's my keys. But of course, he doesn't know that he's going to be possessed by them. <laughs> right, exactly. So Jesse is arguing with Kean about not wanting to find out more about Degas, his uh-huh. descendant. Like, why would you not want to know? Like, this is huge. Mm-hmm. And he really doesn't care. And they're in the grocery store um, getting, <laughs> getting so food. It's great. I love it. And then he gets sucked back into the glass, the mirror. Yeah. She freaks out because she's like, oh, it's fine. Like, I know where he's at. And then she sees there's no SUV. Right. And she so goes back now and she's it. freaking out. She's like, what? Then... One of my second favorite scenes is whenever <laughs> Degas is carrying the mirror inside the castle and he this starts is, hearing That yelling. was the one I was trying to decide between. I yes. love that Okay, scene. this is my second favorite also. <laughs> and Kian starts yelling at Degas from inside the mirror, calling him like a fucking idiot. Like, why? <laughs> like, do you have no brain cells? It's great. And so he drops it. It doesn't break. And... Drustin, Degas's <laughs> twin brother, is inside the castle and sees him. He's like, my brother's conversing with a mirror. I know. He's, he's just like, watching. That is the funniest. going on? Cover- and he's like yelling at it. Like, you see Degas yes. like yelling and pointing. Yes. Like vehemently mm-hmm. at the mirror. <laughs> yeah. And so Degas is like, I'm not going to get your woman until you tell me why do you have this dark hollow? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, my woman's in danger. She's assassins after. How would you feel if your woman was like that? And he's like, ah, did not, didn't realize this. Yeah. I'll go get her. Yeah. I'll go get her. Because they're, Degas and Dresden are big softies for right. the women. Right. And, and I love how he even says, he's, cause he kept saying she's in danger, but he doesn't, like, Degas doesn't quite realize what he means. And mm-hmm. then he said, if your woman was in danger, she is going, there are people yeah. after assassins, you know? And then it's yeah. like, <gasps> I'm so sorry. Yes. Like, <laughs> like I go would her. feel terrible if Chloe was in danger. Like, I'd totally get it. Right. So, Degas finds her. He feeds her like a gentleman because she's starving. <laughs> and he takes her to Castle Kelter. <laughs> it's great. And this is whenever um, Jesse kind of confirms to Degas that Kean was a dark sorcerer. And right. this was the confirmation that Ke- that Degas really needed. Um, and this... Is just like it's unheard of for a Kelter. Like Degas himself had experience with mm-hmm. dark magic with the um Dragor, but it was it was for unselfish reasons. Like he wanted to save his brother, and that's right. why he got possessed by right. them. It was a self sacrificing reason. Is a dark sorcerer by choice, and mm-hmm. that's totally different ball game. Right, it was that's for selfish totally reasons. different ball game. And so whenever they get back to the uh, castle, Dresden and Gwyn say that Kian refuses to talk. Unless Jesse got there. And so she summons him out and like he's just so relieved that she's mm-hmm. okay. And so they go straight into hot, <laughs> sexy, sexy scene involving Super. a desk. And it's just pure magic. Like awesome. I have to say that Karen Marie Mon and KMM creates some of the hottest sex scenes. Mm-hmm. And they're not even 
they don't even use like the more vulgar words right. either. But I'm telling you, I swear, these are some of my the most well written sex scenes ever. Yeah, I love these. Yes, I never skim them. You know how sometimes whenever you read a yeah. sex scene, it's like, yeah, it's fine, but let's skim it. It's like, no, no, you cannot can't miss it because because she are uses great. she uses a lot of emotion, which I Very love, much. and um, and it's. <laughs> It's about it's about this emotional pull between the two, right? Um, more like of so course than there's physical attraction. They're beautiful people, but right, it's, right. It's how they feel about each other. Like the reason why he can't keep his hands off of her is because she was just in danger two yes. seconds ago, and now yes. he's so relieved, that and she's he just his soulmate. Needs her, you know, she's his. It, yes. He knows this, evil. and. It it's like this need to claim her is like too strong, and mm-hmm. it also and she feels me the same. very much of a scene. Like in the Dark Fever series. Oh, yeah. Much later. Oh, yeah. In later books. <sighs> we will be talking about Dark Fever. Just in case anybody did not figure this out already, we will be talking <laughs> about the series later yeah. on in the podcast Definitely. down the line. Yes. Okay. So then we have, okay. So <sighs> Jesse finally admits to herself that she's falling in love with Kian and she starts to imagine a future with him mm-hmm. <laughs> before she realizes they don't. Much have a future. Yeah, she doesn't know this <laughs> yet. Yes, she doesn't know this yet. Um, but after you know, after after they finally let, I love how when Dresden and them come down, they're like knock knock, like can we come in? Yeah, is it safe to come in now? <laughs> yeah, is is everything okay? Like they don't want to like see anything or whatever. So they do. They come in, and then um, Kian tells the Kelter twins how Trevane is looking for the dark book, and is close to finding it. And he tells them all about Trevane, um, and that he very specifically says that he will have his vengeance. Right. And it's pretty, it's important. It's intense. It's important to note that what's the big deal about the dark book? It's like the worst of the dark Sealy Hollows. And you don't want anybody in possession of that, especially a dark sorcerer like Trevane. And so this is, this is a more important question uh, rather than why are you in the dark mirror? What happened? It's Mm -hmm. like, hey, look, let's. Let's break it down to why this is important. We cannot let him possess um, the dark mirror. Like, we find out that the dark mirror, possessing the dark mirror and paying the tithe creates immortality. And so that's very dangerous in his hands. And that's why that's why Trevane needs he needs Mm -hmm. the immortality. So that's why he needs to keep the tithe paid. Mm -hmm. During this conversation, Degas, we can see him like putting t- some things together mm-hmm. that Jesse has not figured out. And yeah. he, and so they have Degas and Kian had this conversation, like you're, you're going to tell her, or I'm going to tell her, you know? And mm-hmm. he's like, don't tell her, you know? And she's like, wait, what? You know? So this is where we find out that not paying the tithe will not only kill Trevane, but it will also kill Kian. Right. So he, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very painful scene here where Jesse just her whole, like her dream, everything just like falls apart. Um, and she won't talk to him because she's furious, you know, that he's... Yeah, because she now knows that he knew this all along, all along and just and never did not told share her. this with her. Right. And so she feels kind of betrayed. Like, why would you not tell me that in game is you dying? Like, right. obviously, we shared special moments just now. <laughs> and we just had, like, a hell of a lot of sex. And right. you just failed to mention this. Like, yeah. I brought it up multiple times about I your know. revenge and whatever. And you just never mentioned it. You never mentioned that revenge included his own death. Oh. Yeah. So it's so like, bad. so we have this moment where, you know, we don't, uh, we don't know how he could possibly get out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So Dagan and Dresden are trying to find a way around Kian having to die, but Kian's yeah. like, and we also Kian's see Kian's accepted like, it. He's accepted it. He's like, "There's no way. There yeah. is no way. There and, is no and way. He's not going to live. I'm not going to let him live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So he's willing. He's willing to sacrifice himself. Yeah. And is. so this is where we also see that yes, okay, maybe he played in dark, dabbled in some dark magic, but mm-hmm. he is really like he wants to. He's accepting this penance. Right. Exactly. He's like, this is my cross to bear. And I made this monster because uh, Lucan was accepted him into his home. Right. Lucan was a student and he Mm -hmm. did trick Kian into teaching him. Right. Um, uh, Druidic ways and dark magic, and even though his mother his had fault. warned him against yes, him, yes, his mom had a really bad feeling. And guys, this is listen to your moms, okay? Your moms are so smart. <laughs> I know exactly. Like I know, mom and, always knows best. I know. <laughs> so, 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 um, so, and then we get we do get a POV of Lucan as well, and he's thinking of ways that he can use Jesse against Kian. Mm-hmm. So we know he's already plotting. Yeah, he's himself. desperate. He's like, okay, how can I turn I've the tables? Find because a way. Kian's on Kelter land and it's heavily warded. Yes. And there's also two other druids where he's like, where the fuck did these guys come from? Like, what? <laughs> like, he feels their magic because they're also Kian. I mean, um, Dagus and Dresden are also druids. And so now we have three druids against Trevane and he's trying to figure out a way that mm-hmm. he can get this mirror and get this tithe. Baby. Yeah. So Jesse decides she's mad, but then she knows that the time is ticking right clock is There's, ticking there They're is like down to 14 days limited, or something yeah limited amount of time that she has left with kian and so she just decides she's not going to waste any more time she goes find kian and kian says he doesn't want to waste time apologizing for oh, taking God, her whenever scene. he had the chance she asks why and his reply gets me every <laughs> fucking time okay you've got to read this because this moment it like just like cut cut me into straight in the feels guys mm-hmm. okay his response is, because I knew the moment I saw you, that in another life, a life where I didn't become a dark sorcerer, you were my wife. I cherished you. I adored you. I loved you until the end of time, Jessica McKelter. But I don't get to have that life. So I'll take you any fucking way I can get you. So, I mean, like, I could just <laughs> dead. I just had, Please like, a someone moment, talk a gaspy like moment. This. Please someone talk Please to me like Jessica this. McKelter. God, oh, I love it. Gosh. I love it. It's beautiful. <laughs> anyway, so she's like, yes. So they have about 14 uh, days left until sewing. And so we get this cute little thing where Jesse keeps a mental memory book mm-hmm. documenting all the things that they that they do together um, while they're walling the time away until uh, sewing. And... For example, like her and Kian kissed in every single room of the castle. They have a picnic. And then also we get the day. Like it's not all good memories. One of them is the day that Luke and Trevain appeared on the border of the Kelter wards. And this is day 10. We got 10 days (sighs) left. And yep. Yep. Trevain has a plan. This is a. This is on purpose, guys. Yes. So Trevane, okay, so his plan is to get into Jesse's head and get her to help him pay the tithes so that she can keep him alive. So like, he, he already realizes she's got some attachment to him. I can use her feminine, yeah, like, whatever, she's my way in. Yeah, to, to make her, to keep your man alive, you mm-hmm. know, let's, let me pay the tithe and whatever. Um, but Jesse knows he's baiting her. Um, but that doesn't make it any less tempting because no, she, <laughs> she knows. wants him and alive, too. And this is too. what I appreciate. It's not like, oh, like she she realizes this is a trap. Right. But he knows he has good bait. Yeah. <laughs> like, At the same time, she knows she's in love with him, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, and so she asks Dagus if the Dragar memories know of a way to help Kian. Um, so his response, he says no. But the, Which, the reader knows it's a lie. Yes. So we're all like, wait, what? Wait, what? Why is Dagus lying? Why is he not saying the yes. truth? <laughs> I, this drove me nuts because I was like, okay, why would he be lying to her? And why why wouldn't he want to say yeah. how to help him? And so I it know. drove me nuts the first time reading this. I've yeah. read this book a thousand times, but it's it so good. always drove me nuts. <laughs> so then we get to like day nine, memory, memory day, nine. day nine. And it's um, a sweet memory. <laughs> Jessen and Jesse, sorry, not Jessen. Yeah, Jessen and Kian get married. Jessen That's and what Kian I love. get married in a little chapel. <laughs> okay, scratch that fantasy. Jesse I'll just and keep it in Kian my personal memory book are married at the estate chapel. Oh. Kian's vows are the Kelter words to bind his soul to hers, which we read to you guys earlier. Mm-hmm. And beautiful, um, beautiful. she wanted to say them because they are so beautiful, but he refused to let her. Yeah. And we she know that. Know what, she just thinks, oh, he wrote that for yeah. vows and he's so eloquent and poetic. Yeah. And I like those. Let me say those. And Kian's like, no, no. No, Because you can't. he knows he's about to die and he does not right. want her um, to living die the rest him. of her life yeah. and be bound to him, which means like whenever you bind your soul to someone else, it means you're not going to love anybody else. Right. So he and would you basically would be, in be despair. condemning. You'd sort of be like the state of despair and heartbreak. You right. Know? And he would be condemning her to live the rest of her life without finding love. And he doesn't mm-hmm. want that for her. So look, um, he's not that <sighs> selfish, guys. He's, I mean, he's not that selfish. He's actually you know, putting yes. her needs above his. I know. And it's. I think it's just so funny because, you know, we always talk about the the heroine's transformation in a lot of the romance books, you know, where mm-hmm. we see her full transformation. I feel like we see a full transformation in Kian right. in this book. Like in the very beginning, he is Mr. Pe- Manly, powerful Neanderthal, mm-hmm. he, me man, you woman, yeah. <laughs> come hither. And, um, or let me toss you over my shoulder. Um, and then at the end, like we see his full character. It's just, it's really cool how she pours, um, Right, out, we we know, get to him. see his layers. Like we see the surface layer, and he's yes. like this absolute asshole. That yeah. who would who would actually want to be with somebody like this? Yeah. And the more we spend time with him, the more we know that it's a front. And yeah, there's way more to him than just that. Right. Okay. So then we have Davis and Jesse. Uh, they have a plan for the night of Sewin. Yeah, we get it in Jesse's point of view, and Kian doesn't know about this plan. This right, Kian doesn't Just know about it. Vegas and Jesse. Right. They email Trevane, um, saying the wards will be down, and she'll let him pass the tithe if they get to keep the mirror. Like, if Jesse can keep the mirror to be with Kian. Right. Like, we'll let you pay the tithe. The tithe so is that you can have your immortality. Years. Yeah. Yeah, so as long she... as I get to keep him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... <laughs> five so we're gonna jump to five minutes till midnight trevane we have trevane is in the castle uh dagus lets kian out of the mirror he says the spell and he comes out now trevane wraps a garret around jesse's neck that's also the same one his assassin used right it's like the signature his signature signature assassination killing or whatever which is if y'all don't know it's that little strangulation wire yeah that you twist behind it's it always grosses me out because i always think that they're oh yeah i don't like that okay anyway uh (laughs) (laughs) so this all happens really quickly kian lifts the mirror and throws it over the balustrade to try and save jesse yeah he knows that this is like this is what he wants and look i'm gonna throw it over like Come catch it and right. leave her alone. Right. And and it. and it it works. Trevane lets Jesse go to try and catch the mirror, but it breaks. Breaks. It breaks. And so now Jesse's full of despair because if 
Um, you can't pay the tithe anymore, but if he, he can be pulled back into the mirror and she'll never see him again. Right. Because breaking the mirror it's doesn't... broken. <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, midnight strikes and Jesse's waiting for Kian to die mm-hmm. and Trevane to die. And, but they don't die. Okay. Trevane's, <laughs> she's like, has her eyes closed and then she hears Trevane laughing and it's after midnight. And Dagus explains, um, Kian, he's mortal now. Right. And so they just lost their immortality. Right. But there's Trevane races towards Jessica because he's trying to think fast on his feet. Like, oh shit, I'm still alive. Let me use this to my advantage. And Jesse, I love it. Mm-hmm. She pulls a dagger that Dagus had given her at the beginning of the night and stabs him from his front while Kean had thrown a blade from his back. So she and he kills him. Awesome. And, uh, Kian is just like, what the fuck just went down? And he goes to Jesse and he calls her his mate, like says, like, we we are soulmates. And this is whenever Jesse finds out that the wedding vows are those binding words, words. that she thought yes. that she would never hear from him. And yes. she's like, you wouldn't let me say him back. I want to say him now. Right. Like, I know. Like, so this awesome. is where. And then after they have that little sweet reunion where it's like, oh, we have our lives ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Degas explains that the Dragar believed that the Unsealy Compact, which is the dark magic, could be voided by a selfless act, which Kian performed whenever he broke the mirror, thus sacrificing himself to save Jessica. I love it. And so that's like such a great way to end it. Yes. And then we get Aviel's point of view again. She's mm-hmm. watching this and she's basking in the way that she moved her chess pieces. Mm-hmm. She set up these events in motion on purpose. And this is a game that continues in the Dark right. Fever series. We it's like the why. beginning, the yes, launch of the Dark says, Fever series. She says that there's a purpose. There's a reason why these ancient Kelter druids, she brought them to this century. There's a purpose. Right. She because she's them. seeing the future and she needs them on her side. She needs to have these powerful Kelter men who are sworn to aid her. Right. She so she was the them. one who set all the things in motion right. to get to get them together. It's just so cool. And I love... Um, I love her character. I mean, we don't see much of her here, obviously, but she just reminds me of the Greek fates, you mm-hmm. know, just like twisting. You see a lot of her know? in Adam Black's novel, you yeah. see, because he is yes. a fae and you get yes. to see him in and her he's court. one of her little um, right. courtiers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good one, too. I love Adam Black's. I, <laughs> I, I mean, too. I love all the Highlander books, but Adam Black's is a great one, it's too. hilarious. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. Awesome. God, thank you, KMM, for creating these characters because I, I absolutely love them. I read these books all the time. And I love the richness of the history mm-hmm. and the, um, her well, you detail. you and I are all suckers yeah, for Celtic mythology. <laughs> the way that she creates, um, just weaves the fae into modern mm-hmm. day is great. She It really is amazing. She just is a master at that. I love it. So everybody, um, if you've not read the rest of the Highlander series, please go read that and then jump into the Fever series because they are some <laughs> of the best books out there. Yes. And we will them. in the future be doing a review on Dark Fever, which is the first novel in the Fever series. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be talking about Mariana Zapata's sports romance, Colty. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A. 